Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. My name is Ellie Clifford. I'm 20 and I'm a student currently living in London. London is an amazing place to live and there's always something going on, but the stresses and strains which come with living in such a busy environment can definitely have their toll. According to the Mental Health Foundation, mental health issues will affect about 1 in 10 children and young people in their lifetime, including conditions like depression, anxiety and conduct disorders. It is often thought that this is a direct response to what is happening in their lives, so I decided to go and speak to three people about their experiences of mental health issues to try and better understand what it meant to them. The piece um, in particular is um, focusing around my experiences with uh, manic depression, um, you know, the kind of ways in which it manifests, which incorporates anxiety uh, and depressive mood, and then followed by like a manic kind of high. Um, if people aren't aware of it, it's like a feeling of like euphoria or um, hyperactivity and that kind of thing, So and how they intertwine with each other. And it's especially um, exacerbated by the university environment and the stresses that, that you can face. So yeah, that's just a bit of background. And it's called The Operation Game. It can be so easy to let hope cease, but ride it out till you're standing on that shore and the crashing tides no longer bother you anymore. So if someone told you to open up your mind, I wonder just what we'd find. Let the calming sight of the setting sun guide you home and may you find peace within your bones. These throbbing pulses within our veins remind us that we are human and the vastness of the emotion which we contain. <laughs> okay, we are recording. We are the voice of the under 25s. I'm currently um, shut myself in the toilet. How on earth do you become a lolliologist? <laughs> the bag with my blood in it. My blood. Our stories, what we think, the truth. And how long have you been sort of on the streets? Uh, on and off for a year. We got told that he was killed in a motorcycle accident. If we can't create a ginger army to take over the world, then we can at least lobby the government for tax-free sun cream. Podium.me. This is your platform. Although anxiety and depression can often appear together and they can feed one another in a way, they are definitely separate. I think there are a number of um, mental health issues that people face in the UK which they might not recognise initially because it's with mental health it's very, very difficult to um, first recognise it and then um, go about seeking help. Um, I think a lot of the main um, mental health issues include um, depression, anxiety, manic depression... Um, things like this, OCD as well, um, especially for university students, it's, it's more prevalent due to the stresses of university, due to coming to a whole new environment and the fact that um, you're taken out of your comfort zone and, and put into a whole new um, arena, basically. I think um, the reason why people club them together a lot is because they are very connected and um, oftentimes if you are suffering from um, depression, then you are also... Um, so it, it, the depression is a result of anxiety so it, to be honest it is very much connected especially um, like among students and um, there are differences and they can be like the, the, you can have anxiety in isolation or depression in isolation but a lot of the times they are um, connected in that if you're feeling depressed and you have a, a long period of, of low mood um, you feel 
you avoid um, social interaction and, and, and the company of others. And that is due to the anxiety that you would feel when you are in the company of others and when you are um, in, in social situations. Um, I myself have lived with both anxiety and depression, um, been through lots of different clinical stuff for it. But the anxiety is more sort of, it's, well, obviously it's the anxiety, it's the fear, it's the, it can prevent you from doing things in a different way than depression. And they can both be exhausting, but they are, they are definitely different. So a lot of the time, some people who um, might be depressed, uh, they might also suffer from, um, or they might also experience social anxiety, which stems from feeling overwhelmed and feeling uncomfortable around others. So I do think they are very connected, but um, at the same time, they can be isolated um, concerns. One of the conditions that is often associated with both depression and anxiety is seasonal affective disorder, or SAD. SAD is estimated to affect approximately one in every 15 people in the UK between September and April, with those most commonly affected aged between 18 and 30. The condition is often a result of the reduced amount of daylight in the autumn and winter months, and it can cause symptoms like lethargy and sleeplessness as a result. I wanted to find out whether SAD was something my interviewees thought was a problem in Britain, especially what with our long nights and cold days in the winter months. We get our vitamin D as well, and lack of vitamin D can lead to tiredness, um, and for me, like, I had a vitamin D deficiency as well and the effects between that and mental health stuff, um, obviously the physical affects the mental, so they are linked. Um, so I thought I would speak a little bit anecdotally about this because I'm from uh, Boston, Massachusetts, back home in America, and I moved to England and I was the happiest person in the entire world. I was, you can ask any one of my friends, I was over happy. I was too happy. I was so, new country. I was loving it. It was England. It was great. Um, and then I didn't, I started not to see the sun anymore and it rained all the time and I didn't think that it was affecting me. I didn't really see it as a problem. I just thought, oh, maybe, you know, I'm changing as a person maybe I'm just going to be calm down whatever um but but it really did affect my mood and by the time that I went home at Christmas I was completely different my parents noticed a change in me saying oh you're you know you're a lot less uh, happy about a lot of things that used to bring you a lot of joy and so I didn't really realize um how much the weather could really impact you until I, I experienced that myself. The next thing I want to ask is um, another thing that came up when we were discussing this is podium in Podium is the idea of anxiety being something that's kind of been born out of the Western world. You know, especially I feel, for me, anecdotally, in Luton, I, didn't, I never suffered from anything like panic attacks or anxiety, anything like that. Came to London and then more that the stress ramped up from, you know, I think for me it was my commute doing that in the morning and then I didn't really because my family never have had anxiety in my family really I didn't know what it was and then the first time I ever had a panic attack I actually thought I was having a heart attack I had no idea what was going on um, so I'm just wondering do you think that kind of the western world in particular and things like capital cities are like kind of causing anxiety or do you think it's more of a global issue which is faced across the world regardless of your environmental factors? I agree that London is definitely more stressful than other places, especially with just being, you know, <clears throat> being trapped in a in a tube with like a hundred other people and on your on, on a morning commute or, or you know when you're going home from uni. But to be honest, I think <clears throat> personally that it's not um, just a Western issue and that it's not born out of the West and it's not it's not something that's just kind of been created or. or, or is perpetuated by Western lifestyles. I think it, mental health um, affects everyone of, of varying backgrounds. Like, so I'm, you know, I, I've been born and brought up in in London, but my my family are from Bangladesh originally, and um, I know that a lot of people just across 
cultures and, and different countries um, experience mental health issues and it doesn't necessarily um, it's not necessarily born out of where you live or, or, or your family background or um, or genetics or, or any, I, I don't feel like it can be narrowed down in that respect to um, just a certain um, environment or place because mental health can arise in any circumstance and it just it just depends on the person and, and how they perceive the world and how they deal with um, situations of, of, of greater stress or situations where they are put into um, environments where they where they feel uncomfortable it's definitely not an invention of the West um, I think it is interesting to note that there's a difference sort of if you look at the um, like African Caribbean population sort of um, in the UK versus in like for example Jamaica there is a difference in the way that people report anxiety and depression in that it seems that almost coming over to a Western country and being taken away from that element of home can increase anxiety amongst populations. So it's definitely, I definitely don't think it's a Western invention. And there are, there are issues with the way that um, sort of other, other places tackle or address mental health um, in particular. But... Yeah, it's not a Western invention. What people need to do is make sure that they have strong support networks around them in terms of friends, family, and make sure that they're always in, in contact with these people and letting them know when they are struggling and really just reaching out. I think the provision of mental health services is completely tied up with the provision of the NHS and the future of the NHS um, because... For so many people, the NHS can be such a lifeline when it comes to mental health. Um, and if we look at the way that support services are being defunded in this country, it's not just the NHS, it's specialised services, um, and especially specialised services for marginalised groups that go first. Um, so I think the government plays a big role in how people are able to access mental health um, in their funding of it. So I think a future with better mental health services is a future with a strong and well-funded NHS with diverse support services. Okay, I have one coping mechanism that really helps me out, and it's basically to think of the worst case scenario. Um, so a lot of the time when I was revising, I get really stressed out, and I think, well, if I fail this exam, what's the worst that could happen? Well, I won't get a degree, and then I won't get a job, and then I'm going to die alone. <laughs> and then I work back and I think, well, how likely is any of that? So if I fail an exam... Um, can I still get a degree? Yeah, probably. Um, okay, but even if I don't get a degree, can I still get a job? Yeah, probably. And even if I don't get a job right now, am I going to die alone in a ditch? My name is James. I'm Ella. Hi, I'm Oliver. Hello, my name's Shauna. Rhiannon. I'm Ethan. Hi, we're Jungle Doctors and you're listening to Podium.me.